Thank you so much for joining us on Other People's Shoes today. This, of course, is a bonus episode just for you because we love you as the listeners so much. I sit across today a guest who was once a Christian rapper, eight albums out, and now has denounced his faith and walked completely away from it. And you're going to hear his story next. I'm going to tell you right now, this is an episode you do not want to miss. You're going to be talking about it maybe with your friends, your family members, and your coworkers. Because guys, I'm telling you right now, hold on tight. This is going to be the wildest ride to date. Join me next on Other People's Shoes. Hope you're ready because here we go. Hey, come take a walk with me. Not like you used to do. Do something different and put yourself in other people's shoes. Open up your mind and open up your eyes and change your direction, change your perspective. Welcome into Other People's Shoes. As I mentioned, I am sitting across from Will, uh, who is also known as uh, Harmony. He has uh, put out over eight albums. He's currently working on some uh, some new projects, we could say. Uh, so welcome him in today to uh, to our show. Will, welcome aboard. How are Thank you? I'm good, dude. Thanks for having me, bro. Man, I'm so excited. You know, I, I, I'm a firm believer in this, that uh, things don't happen by mistake. Mm-hmm. We encounter people. And I think um, it's just great how we got to kind of connect through another guest. Mm-hmm. And I always like it when that happens, right? When guests are telling other people about, hey, man, go listen to this guy's show. So that's cool stuff. Uh, we thank Ben for that. So a little shout out to Ben on that. But mm-hmm. before we get into the deep, deep stuff that I that I know we're going to that we're going to make time for, we got to get this very important question out of the way. It's probably the most important question you're going to answer. I'm <laughs> building it up to this huge thing when it's really is just the silliness that we do. But uh, but Will, uh, what size shoe do you wear? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. And do you have a certain brand? Nikes and Vans. Vans is my new thing. Are you into Vans? I'm looking at your Vans right now, actually. Kind of sick, huh? Those are sick. Like, it's funny because, you know, I'm wearing some Vans, too. (laughs) So it's kind of funny. We're big uh, friends of the show, Vans. Hopefully one day we'll uh, we'll be uh, sending us some love. I hope. That's actually a Christian organization. Is it really? Yeah, I was watching an interview on that. It's pretty cool, man. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah. Learn something new every day. So, uh, Will, where does the name Harmony come from? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> so, let's see, 1998, I was starting to rap, do Christian hip-hop music, and I listened to Bone Thugs and Harmony my whole life. Um, and I've always harmonized when I rap, you know, sing and rap. So, it just kind of stuck, Harmony. And then High C is... Uh, I don't even know where that came from, man. <laughs> I, I, I do, but it's a long, stupid, drawn-out uh, story. So. Okay. But Bone Thugs and Harmony is kind of where that name kind of originates yeah. from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking of like first of the month, uh, you know, Crossroads, that, that kind of kind yep. of era of yep. when they were kind of rocking it and rolling it. Yep. And they're coming to Medford. We're going to go see them. Yeah. Are you going to go see them? I em? can't wait, man. I've never seen them live. Yeah, yeah. My girl and I got tickets, and I've heard that all five artists are going to be there. Okay. And if they're not, I'm going to be ticked. Because <laughs> Busy Bones my favorite. Busy and Bones. Like, I couldn't even name, yeah. by the way, any of the, uh, you know. Yeah. Because I remember them back in the day, too. You know, I grew up listening to hip hop. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, the early days that I was listening 
so I'm really dating myself here and, and I don't know how old you are, but I'm really dating myself like NWA. I remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was a big Bell Bib DeVoe fan, mm-hmm. you know? And so Bobby Brown, of course, yeah. I know he didn't rap a lot, but you know, he had some every now and then, but, uh, but then this, um, this, uh, Christian camp counselor at mm-hmm. a Christian camp, uh, one year I was probably in gosh, middle school and he hands me, uh, a cassette tape. So if you don't know what that is, you're probably going to have to go Google that for those that are listening. They're like, cassette tape? What? Yeah. So, but it was, it was uh, free at last. Um, it was a Christian band, DC Talk. Oh, yeah. And I remember thinking, Christian rap? Like, I didn't even have a concept of what that was. And then, of course, that spawned into, um, you know, other Christian rappers. KJ52 jumps yep. into there. Um, and now NF, I'm a big yeah. NF fan. fan. Love yeah. NF, love One his stuff. Favorites. Yeah, I mean, I just love his stuff. His his melody and and just his rap and how fast he spits it yeah. is just mind boggling to me. So I'm I'm excited, and I've heard some of your stuff too, by the way, uh, and it's good. Yeah. People should go listen to it. So so there we are. So I want to lead in with this first question, and um, and that and that's this is. Why, why all of a sudden? Because you know, I I hear this this album, um, Defenseless. Do you remember that album? Oh yeah. Okay, and um, you have this song in there that that uh, the name of the song is Lost in You, right? And then you have this line that says, "There's uh, there's no way I'm letting you go." Mm-hmm. And what shocks me about that line is, you have let him go. I absolutely have. Yeah. It's so a, talk about that. That's crazy that you really did your research on my music. Thank you, buddy. I I, I try. Yeah, <laughs> you know no, we just really we cool. we tr- we try to get into your shoes, and so we're in your Elevens, which will be easy. And we're yeah. both wearing Vans. Mine are ten and a half, though. By the way, <laughs> I wasn't sure if the Elevens would fit right. That's why I went ten. I and can a half. wear the ten and a halfs in those too. I have a couple pairs that are ten and a half, but it yeah. just depends on the okay, shoe. right. Yeah. But any of it. So lost in you. I, I yeah. love that song. Yeah, um, and and I did too, and I was and I was digging it, and then. You know, as I'm as I'm digging into the song, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Like, does he believe this anymore? Like so, all these questions start fluttering in my mind. So so, so I, anyway, answer I that. Don't, I don't believe that anymore. It's crazy because when I wrote that, so for So the, what year are you writing this, if if I can jump in? That album was oh gosh, I can't remember. I wanna say four or five years ago. Okay. And my marriage was going downhill. And I wrote one album after that, which was um uh, orphan, okay. Orphan mixtape, which really explains how bad my life was getting. Right. So defenseless, I was going through a lot of problems. So I was writing to God, saying, "Hey, check it out. Like, I'm not going to let you go. I know that this season's going to pass. So on and forth, so forth. I've always believed that. Um, I'm going to keep pressing down, keep pushing in. <clears throat> but it didn't pass, and I started seeing all of these unanswered prayers. Is how is what I feel. You know what I mean? I started seeing all these unanswered prayers. And the only way I could get these prayers out was through music. So I'd cry out to God. I'd tell him how I'm feeling and lost in you was one of those. And then, um, and, and since I didn't see that, um, I started losing faith in that. And I started kind of, I don't know, man, you know what I mean? I mean, that's just, <laughs> is that kinda, just the tip of the iceberg? It's hard really? to explain sure. because it's a whole season worth of okay. unanswered prayers. It's a whole season worth of, um, me talking to him, him not talking back. In a, in a way to me that's tangible at all right um so that's you know what i mean uh, I, I think i follow you yeah. okay 
So also in, in doing our research, our, our team uh, went to the nth degree. You have this statement out on, on, out on the internet. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's the, the good and the bad of the internet, right? Oh, yeah, is absolutely. stuff just kind of lingers out there. And uh, this, is, this is obviously years old, but, but here's a statement. And it says this. It says, um, Harmony High C has a heart for the lost mm-hmm. and the passion to use his gift to draw people to, to Christ. Sure. Whether in church or on the street, God is using hip-hop ministry to further his kingdom. Oftentimes, his ministry is misunderstood. I think that's referring to you, right? To rap, yeah. To, to rap in general, okay. Yeah, in oftentimes, his, his ministry is misunderstood. Our goal is to spread the good news of Christ to the generation that otherwise would not step foot into a church. How many high C... Is this true? So I was raised thug mentality. I was raised uh, kind of with the street mentality. So when I came to church and got saved, um, I still had that. And they, and I wouldn't have just came into a church. I loved hip hop. So all the kids, and especially when we were doing hip hop, everybody listened to right. that. All the kids listened to that, whether they were Christians or secular kids. And our the mission statement that you're quoting there yeah. was we, we, what we would tell youth pastors and pastors, hey, invite us to your church because we want to reach them on the level they're at. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and so many times they didn't. They didn't understand rap. You know what I mean? So um, it's not true anymore. No, I don't want to reach the lost. I don't believe that anybody is lost, personally, That's I, at all anymore. Right. Um, but at that time, yeah, I absolutely did. So that that's more referring to rap in general, using it as a it was an evangelical tool, right? Yeah, a like, vehicle to get into the to yeah. to reach the kids. Like you mentioned, Ben, good friend of mine, Ben Lasota. I love you, bro. Yeah, shout out to Ben. <laughs> shout yes. out to you, Ben Jammin. Um, but is his, that his stage name, yeah, Ben Jammin? Ben Jammin. Why am I not surprised? Phenomenal artist and just <laughs> such a great heart and one of my good friends to this day, and I super respect him. We'll have talks. Um, good. You know, me being an agnostic and him being a Christian still, and like. I still super respect him. But anyway, we would go out together and do um, outreaches and whatever. And um, so it was true then, but not true now. Right. And so that, that of course, begs the question, why isn't it true? And, and you want to talk about that. So I want to give you full, sure. full you know, ability to do that. So why is that not true? It's not true for me anymore because I started to question. I started to question. So I got saved when I was 16. I say saved because that's what I believed I was or what I was told I was at 16. And so my mind wasn't as rational as it is now at 36. I'm 36. There you go. You got my number now. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but it wasn't that rational. So I kind of believed whatever was being told to me. And then I was being discipled. Um, basically, I was told in the church that I attended that I'm a sinner and I'm on my way to hell. And then so, it, but there's a free gift of salvation. So if you come down now and get baptized and you'd be washing the blood, so on and so forth, you guys all know the story. <clears throat> I did that. And I can't say that I wasn't feel that I didn't feel changed. I absolutely did. Things started to change. Um, I won't negate that whatsoever, but I believed everything everybody told me. They told me the Bible has all the answers. The Bible's the written word of God is unfallible, all that. And so I believed it and I was being discipled in that way. Um, so that, so I lived my life that way. Through that doctrine indoctrination, I married the wrong person, um, somebody that I wasn't, in my opinion, even supposed to be with. <clears throat> Thirteen-year marriage, where the only thing that really kept us together was um, 
Christianity. Oh, divorce isn't an option. Oh, let's go to Christian counseling. Oh, let's do this. Just dig into the, to the Lord. Pray more. Pray for your spouse. Blah, 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 blah. And I pressed in. I pressed in. I pressed in. I changed me. I changed me. I prayed for God to change her. He never changed her. She's still the same person. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I started losing my faith there. So, with my marriage um, failing after all those, all those years, I really started to question... Um, I thought God put two people together, you see, and, um, <clears throat> and then being divorced, it just, I, it shook my faith. I was like, wait a second. You know, I thought whatever God puts together, let no man, even yourself break apart. And, and, and it broke apart. So that kind of shattered my faith. Um, now I forget where we were going with that, but that, that's okay. So, so the the marriage happens. You're raised in, you're raised in the church, not raised in the church. Raised in the church from 16 on. Okay, so from from youth on. Yeah. Uh, when you make the decision to really say, "God, I'm done with you." When when do you think that is? What what age about, roughly? I was 32 or 33. Okay. Yeah, three or four years ago. Okay. Yeah. So three or four years ago, you've now been and on I, this journey of kind of just walking away. And I didn't really say, I mean, I said... Walking it, away from the church, I per said se. it at times. Yeah, well, okay. I was kind of forced out of the church. So when I backslid to them, it was backslid. To me, it was falling into my addiction. So my marriage crumbled. I didn't know what to do. So I did only what I used to know to do is go back and start drinking heavily and then go to dope. And I started smoking dope. And I felt fine, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it medicated me. Dope being marijuana. I'm I'm no, just not left on the <clears throat> vernacular. Okay. No, meth, methamphetamine. Okay. Thank you. So like and then that numbed everything. So but then the church cast me away. So that when I needed them the most, and I cried out for them. I remember, see, this is what pisses me off about the church. Um, I still have really good friends in the church. Don't get me wrong. I have and these are the real Christians that stuck by me to this day. Um Ben, Ben being one of them. Ben, so being one of them. Yeah. Right. So, but what really hurt me with the church was I was, so I would go out and minister side by side with, with these men of God and we'd rap and whatever. This is a pastor. One of my best friends was a pastor and I was crying out to this dude like, Hey man, my marriage is failing. Something's going wrong. I need your help. I can't stop drinking. I need your help. I can't do this. Like something's going wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Help me, help me, help me. Oh, just press in, brother. Just press into Jesus. La, la, la. And then I ended up relapsing and um, getting kicked out of my house from my wife. And I'm steadily on drugs, right? So now they won't even talk to me. So they shunned me when I needed them most. Mm. So I felt how, very, very hurt by that. And that's what I was just going to ask. How does that feel? It's yeah, it's ter- it's terrible. Like, it really hurt me. It took me a long time to really get past it. And I only think I'm completely past that because... These are people that are supposed to be your family. You know what I mean? Um, Was it a church here in the valley? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's there's numerous churches in the valley, you know, but one in particular, and I'm not, I would never name. Yeah, it that's off. fine. I'm, you know. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. No, but yeah, the, and um, of course it hurt. So, so, so help me out. You're 16. Where, where's mom and dad when you're 16 coming to church? So, um, I grew up in Southern California. <clears throat> I ran away from probation down there and hitchhiked up to Oregon where my dad lived. And I didn't have a really strong relationship with my dad. I visited him every few years here in Oregon, but I needed to run away from warrants I had down there. So I came up to Oregon while my dad and my stepmom were going to church regularly. I stayed with them and then that's when I got saved. So then I ended up going back down to California and turning myself in. Um, so, 
Okay, so you turn yourself in, and do you serve time at that point? Just a month. This is just okay. pro- probation. Probation violation, not, nothing I, major. But then I came back up here because I loved Oregon. You mm. know, I didn't feel like I had to watch my back. It wasn't bad. It wasn't scary? It wasn't bad, yeah. Right. It wasn't scary. It, wasn't, it was just a really So what year cool, is that? Like 98. 98, okay. Okay. And plus I had this new hope inside of me of Christianity, of of. Yeah, you felt a, you felt like maybe protected in a sense because you had it. I mean, plus, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but plus a, a relationship with my with my dad that I've always craved, of course, as a, yeah. as a child. So I moved it, back up and went to high school here too. Where'd you go to high school? Uh, Crater, and then I got kicked out of there. I'm sorry, you went to Crater. Then I went if to, you went to yeah. South, I could have protected I you because <laughs> I went to South. But no, I'm just kidding. Crater's good school, I'm sure. I, I don't know. I always ran well there, so yeah. I don't know. Um, so the turning point really was. The relapse, the myth, mm-hmm. the failed marriage, um, the the church basically saying we're good, you you go to your way, we'll go our way, it's kind of thing. Felt. Okay. And, and then while I was in the game and I was smoking dope and just being on the streets and whatever, I felt more loved by secular people than I ever did in all those years of Christianity. It, um, except, do you think for, it was a real love though? I mean, the, no, the, the, the saying, secular people I'm is saying, what I mean. I'm saying even now. Oh, even I'm now. I'm saying even now. Okay. In, in a, as a secular person, as a um, secular person, I most of my friends, you know, don't believe in God or whatever. But like, and it's I, I don't know if it's because I don't have an expectation on them to love me for who I am. But the church, I guess, I had that, and they were the ones, and and that comes from the Bible. You know, Jesus is saying, "You love your brother, love your sister," woo, woo. and and that being um, proven not to be the case so many times, it really shook my faith as well. So now I don't have that. I don't have that expectation on other people. But I did feel at that time that I felt more loved by people that weren't in the church than I than I did all those years as a Christian. Wow. That's incredible. And I've heard people say that. I mean, you're not the only one that I've of ever course. heard say that. Um, in fact, uh, Francis Chan actually talks about in his church that uh, they had a lot of gang members mm-hmm. coming to their church. And people in the church were like, whoa, mm, Francis, mm-hmm. what, what's going on here? And he goes, listen, Jesus wants to minister to them too. You should want to minister to them as well. Yeah. And the gang members started to feel rejected yep. by the people, right? Not by God, but by the people. And so they end up leaving and they're like, why would we stay in a place where we're not feeling loved when the yeah. street will love us, when they will not judge us, when they will encourage <clears throat> us? That that to me is a very uh, telling statement about the church in general. Yeah. And, uh, and when I, when I, I hope our church is in that way. And, and see, being that I'm, I come from a Christian past, I, I have still have the sense to know that there's a lot of really genuine Christian people. So when I picture the church nowadays, I picture the people that are real, right? Those are the real churches. They're doing what Christ said to do. I.e. Ben. still love. The, yeah, those that are like that. Okay. All I right. mean, one of my best friends, Andy Riggs, he was my, um, he was one of my producers and my DJ when we were doing music. Um, still a Christian, phenomenal dude. Even when I was getting high and I was renting motel rooms and this and that, he'd still come sit with me, never preach at me. He would just be like, dude, I love you, bro. Like, let's hang out. Like, he didn't care if I was smoking dope right in front of him. Like, he's still my bro. Wow. And I respect that. You know what I mean? That's my boy. Huh? And so there's really good people that, that are following that mission statement of, of going and loving the world. Um, but I, I don't know, you know. 
So that's what I was wondering about too in that mission statement, and I think that's that's uh, accurately put, obviously, because that was your mission, right? Mm-hmm. That was your that's what you're going to do. Um, how should people take your music in light of that statement now, like like the music from the past, knowing what how you feel now? That's a tough one, dude. Because like, there's so much good music. There is. I, there really like like your I, I say your old stuff, but. But yeah. I mean, your Christian stuff is good. Most of my music was all Christian, like in, in it, but it was real. It wasn't just like oh, church music. Like it was real. No, was it going was going through some stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't want to put you in a category of NF. Yeah, but it's kind of like that. But it is kind of like that's that. That's why I respect. Okay, NF. thank you. That's okay, why I respect. I, I I was like, I don't want to know. I don't know how as an artist I should say that without no. you know. But it is. It. It's it's this really raw, real stuff. Yeah. And so that's what I was like. When I was listening to some of it this last week, I was like, man, I was like, I, there's so many, like I said, so many things that come to mind because I'm listening to this and I'm like, and I know your story a little bit of it because yeah. we talked pre-show, but I'm like, there's so many things I want to ask him because I'm like, if someone were to come up to you now as an example, like just, I mean, we're right downtown Medford. Yeah. I mean, really, you live in downtown Medford where we are right now. Mm-hmm. But if somebody would come up to you and be like, man, I, I came across your stuff. It changed my life. I'm going to church now. I, I, I got out of the drug scene. What would your response be? Dude, it happens all the time. I'm not going to lie. All okay. The time. Awesome. So talk I, about that. It's it's a struggle for me. And I still, I still struggle with this because <clears throat> I'll have people come up to me, especially people that used to listen to it and run into me, man, I still listen to your music, bro. It's got me through so many hard times. I'm like, that's awesome, bro. And I let them know straight up. I say, I'm an atheist. I'm, or at least an agnostic atheist now. Like I'm, I question and I, I'm skeptical about everything. I don't point people to my old music. I just don't. I'll go listen to it from time to time and just, I'm blown away. I'm just like, dang, this is good stuff. Like I love it because I knew where I was at. I knew that my when you mentioned NF, like I knew that my heart was so right and I hated to be um, labeled a Christian rapper. Like I was a rapper who was a Christian, you know, my faith was Christianity, but I was still real. I was still a real human being. So I was trying to portray that. And I think that's why the church didn't really, you know, wasn't considered too godly, godly enough for them because it was whatever risque or whatever. But I still get people who come up to me and, and, um, but I don't, I don't really point them to that because I don't believe the stuff I preached anymore. I just don't believe it anymore. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It, it, it's such a crazy paradox <laughs> for me. It really is. Like I'm like, oh, this is so hard. Um, so, Will, tell me who who would you say Jesus is to you? He's nobody to me anymore, man. Um, it's crazy, and I still do my research, man. Like I still. Um, I dig as deep as I can go because so who Jesus has been taught to me still plays in my mind. I was just watching a lot of videos today about Christians recovering from the hell doctrine. I recover. I'm recovering from that. Like I don't believe in hell. And if there is a hell, then God's, a, you know, <laughs> got a bleeper right there. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, just, just, you know, if be, there, be real. If like there we said, is a hell, yeah. then God's a dick, dude. Like, because my heart was pure. For 17 years, I was in Christianity. For 17 years, I believed I was saved. And I started using my rational brain, and all of a sudden, now I'm not a Christian, and now I'm not on my way to paradise. I think it's a scam, bro. Um, so who is Jesus to me now? <clears throat> who I want him to be now in recovery, because I'm, I'm in recovery going on three years clean. But in Congratulations recovery, on that. That, that needs to be said. Congratulations on in, that, man. In recovery, yeah. you need to have some kind of higher power. So I struggle with that being God, the God that I knew, right? I struggle with that being the Jesus that I knew. And um, 
so, and then all my recovery friends would tell me stuff like, well, make it a God of your understanding. Okay, so in Christianity, take out the bad that I didn't like about it, all the hell doctrine and whatnot, whatnot, right? There was still a loving father. There was still a, a loving savior. There was um, a savior that, that's been through everything you've been through, relatable, tangible, this and that. That's who I would hope that God is, right? So is my higher, in my recovery, my higher power is someone like that, but I don't have a name for him anymore. I don't call him Jesus. I don't call him Jesus because I don't believe in that same Jesus anymore. So that's who he is to me now. Because I don't trust the Bible anymore. I found a lot of different things in the Bible that just just don't add up anymore to me. Can you give me like three things that don't add up anymore? For maybe sure. maybe there's maybe there's more. I'm sure there, there probably is there's in your mind. Hundreds. Man, okay. So I, so I give me like your all. sure. I, maybe give me your top three or four. My top three or four so the hell the hell one's big for me okay okay so you got the old testament that doesn't speak on it that much okay and then you got the new testament that speaks on it here and there the thing that the problem with hell is that there's a thousand different denominations split because nobody can agree on what the hell it is you know <laughs> no pun intended there right yeah, no they can't bro <laughs> they can't and and like so i can't trust this christian doctrine if they can't even agree bro okay um, that's always been a big thing. And, and it's not until I kind of denounced Christianity that I was able to say those things aloud. But, but I used to think that all the time, like, wait, this doesn't add up. Wait, this doesn't add up. Right. That's so the hell thing, them. okay. The hell thing, the, here's a huge one, bro. This one, <laughs> Adam and Eve. Okay. Okay. So let me go to my notes. Yeah. I was going to say, you do have some notes, which yeah. you're the second guest that's had notes because i'm really bad about putting things i can write music all day long i yeah. can write things down yeah and make it make sense if i try to talk i fumble i rabbit trail and all which that is stuff. funny because you can rap really well yeah thank you yeah, i'm just saying just don't listen to my old stuff all right hey just playing, <laughs> hey, just playing. <laughs> it's on, good stuff here. stuff. so so i wrote here sin and salvation like this okay. is a big one for well let's start with the bible okay so the bible is a source and foundation of christianity its origin is unknown. Many of the books have unknown authors. Um, now, I know apologists will, will debate all that. So the stories in many cases were written with many years after the events supposedly took place. The God of the Old Testament, this one's big for me too, because like I said about a loving father. Right. The God of the Old Testament, from my understanding, was super cruel and immoral. And then... And not always, of course, you got to read in contents or in context. But like, right. and then the New Testament, God, all of a sudden, He's different and He changed. But yet, He claims that He's the, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So okay. that's like a to me, that's a, a huge, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Contradiction of itself because He's supposed to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, <clears throat> that's one of them. Also, so many different books that never made it into the Bible. See, this is this, and I've been doing some research on this, but. Who was the ones to determine what books didn't get in there? It doesn't make any sense to me. 66 books written by however many authors. Well, what about the other ones? What about the uh, Book of Enoch I hear a lot about? You know, what about um, there was something about Peter writing something else and there was mention of hell and all these different things. Was, well, there's a gospel of Thomas. There's a gospel yeah. of Mary, I think, so out there who as well. Was, who, who was the determining factor? If this is God's unfallible word in... in um, they say that it was inspired by the Holy Spirit and he put everything he wanted to be in there. How come those books didn't get in there? It wasn't him who chose that. It was man who chose that. So mm -hmm. that creeps me out, bro. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number two, like, so sin and salvation. 
So God created everything, including sin. So before there was any time, there was just God. Let me put a side note. I believe there absolutely could be a God. I cannot explain this world. I think this world's beautiful. I think humans are beautiful. I think our emotions are beautiful. Like everything about us. I mean, where we, the universe, like it's phenomenal, bro. Like who can explain that? Science tries, good luck, right? So there could be a, that's why I call myself an agnostic atheist because there absolutely could be a God. But so like, so supposedly according to Christianity, God created everything, including sin. So before there was time and before there was anything, it was just him. He said, I'm going to go make Adam and Eve. I'm going to make everything for them to enjoy. I'm going to give them a garden, but then I'm going to give them a reason to screw it all up. Like that, that right there just, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. So it says, um, it's kind of like a setup. He said, but God apparently had a backup plan because then he was going to send his son, Jesus Christ. So basically God's going to sacrifice himself to himself in order to lift a punishment he put in place because of the laws he made up in, in the first place. It just doesn't add up to me. Like if he really wanted yeah. a relationship with people, why make it so hard for under, for us to understand what the truth is? Right. <clears throat> those are some, uh, those are some deep concerns there you have. I appreciate you sharing that. First off, mm. was that easy or hard to do? Do you feel like that's super hard? Like, Considering what's, you know, gone on in the past, I guess is what I'm asking. What do you mean? Like, well, just considering your background, I mean, is this the first time you've really kind of let that go in, in a public setting where you're like, Hey, I, I talk to people here and there. Okay. <clears throat> um, especially the ones that I'm close with, like, you know, like I keep mentioning Ben cause he keeps on in mind, but like any Christians that are actively still in Christianity that I respect, will talk about stuff like okay. that. My buddy, Chris. But but this is the first time like in a public setting that yeah. it, it, we don't know where this is going to reach. Like yeah. we don't know where this show goes and people ask me all the time, like, where does it go? I'm like, I, right. I, I don't know. I really yeah, don't. The first time for sure. Yeah. Okay. That's what I meant by that. So, um, and you know, my last one, you said yeah. three of them. So my last one about the Bible would be to me, God's kind of like the ultimate hide and seek. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean by that? So the so the Bible claims that he is a tangible and approachable. I'm reading here because I that's okay. The Bible claims that he is you know tangible and approachable, but I've approached him thousands of times through prayer with a gen, with genuine questions, asking fervently for these answers, um, and I'm still waiting to this day. Like I literally drive to work all the time and say, God, are you who I thought you were, God? I have these doubts. God, what's eternity like? God, show yourself to me. God. Um, and it's, it's, I just, I'm still waiting. <laughs> yeah. So then, but according to Christianity, all of my answers are only found in a book, which by the way is flawed in numerous ways and no one can agree if it should be taken literally or not. That's a big one. So like how many, how many denominations believe that when Jesus said, um, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. And then the other guys are going, and then the other denomination is like, wait, wait a second. No, he's just saying that figuratively. Well, how do we know? How many people stabbed themselves in the eye because they looked at a beautiful chick, dude? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a valid point. Nobody can like agree. Like, so yeah. how can I trust that? You yeah, know I, mean? so no, I hear you. That's just a couple of things. Man, first off, Will, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I really do. Thank, thanks for thanks for giving us your insight into that. Um, you know, obviously, some of it I I'm questioning myself and like, hmm, 
it's a good point. Some of it I'm like, well, that can be explained, but right, we're not here to do that. We're not here yeah. to debate. And I, I don't want to make that clear too. Like, yeah. like we're not going to get into that because that's just not what this show is designed to do. But, but will you, you mentioned God, you mentioned, you know, driving to work, asking him like, you know, Hey God, what's up? Where are you at? What's going on? So with that, um, whom, who or whom, very tough to say back to back, who or whom, uh, where's your authority come from? It would break that down a little. Yeah, sorry, I, I no, really, okay. I really messed that up. So let me try this one more time. So, where does your authority come from? Does it come from a from a person, or where, where does it come from? Authority in your life. Authority in my life, like to know whether <laughs> to do right or wrong. Right or wrong, or yeah, where do you where do you get your guidance, or you know, your is there a higher power? I know you you said that you know really there is a God, but there isn't. I'm not really sure. So. Like in my life, you know, yeah. my authority does come from God. Sure. Like I, I rely on him to tell me right, wrong, help me discern that. Right. And I think a lot of that. So atheists and Christians will debate where um, I want to say immorality, not immor- uh, where morals came from. Right. right? Um, I know I was taught morals through Christianity, through America, you know, America, right. <clears throat> um, the standards that Americans have that America has. I was raised in that, so I know right from wrong, whether it came from the Ten Commandments or the 613 that aren't being, that they don't mention. But, um, so a lot of that's instilled in me. Right. But now I think my biggest, my biggest authority to me is my recovery. So like, like I live the way I want to live. I curse all the time and I don't care. Like I don't, it just, I just... I'm laughing because we were talking like, well, should I curse on the show? No, I don't should I not? Yeah. yeah, you know. I, and so I was kind of laughing at that. That's why. That's why I'm laughing a little bit. I totally respect the yeah. show. So like, I appreciate but, but, that. But what I'm saying is like, so in my day to day now, like I live. I hate the words like a heathen, but I do. I find stuff funny. I watch whatever I want to watch, and I don't have conviction anymore about it. I don't. My authority comes from my recovery, knowing that when. I was miserable in my addiction. The the one, oh God, I'm so bad putting things in words. So bear with me here. So my my one um, my one thing I know I never want to do is go back to where the hell that I was in, in my addiction. But there is no hell. No no no. The, the <laughs> mis- yeah yeah. <laughs> Good point. You Sorry. Got me there. That Sorry was- buddy. I I couldn't. That you set no, me up. I felt no. like that was just the T set up. Okay. You win. Let's wrap right. this up. No. All right. so- <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the hell that you were in, the sorry. Hell, the, the hell and misery I was in in my addiction. Yeah. Even though I live however I want to live now, my ultimate authority is no matter how you live, still you don't want to go back to that. So like I live my life as it's my authority. Like, okay, so I play my tapes forward, right? If um, I'm driving down the road with my girl and this you know, jerk was just like, he's flipping me off because he cut me off. Well, I'm, immediately I'm jumping out like, what's up? Mommy? Like, what do you want to do? Like... And I, it took me a few times to be like, wait a second, next time you do that, what if you catch a case and you just got your kids back in your life, you got a great fiance, you're going to catch an assault charge and you're going to go back to prison. That's my authority. I play that tape forward. I know what I don't want in life. I know that if I kill somebody, I'm going to get 25 to life. I know that if I do drugs, I'm going to lose everything again. I guess that's kind of my authority, but I, I love I, that phrase. Yeah. I love that phrase. Play it forward. Let's yeah. When I was in not a, not pay it forward, but play it forward. Play the tape forward. Like 
P-L-A-Y, play it forward. Yeah. Man, I dig that. I've never heard that before. So, and I never did until I did d- drug treatment when I was at okay. state. And it was yeah. a phenomenal uh, tool they give you. And they program it in your brain over and over and over that like, every choice you make. And I instill this in my 14-year-old. Like, every choice you make, dude, is going to give you a consequence. You determine your destiny, however your life looks. It's my, so that's my authority, I guess I could say. Whatever choice I make, I know that there's going to be an outcome. So um, playing that tape forward, I can think, okay, if I do this, it's going to snowball and go back. And, you know, there's going to be a, um, a chain reaction to it. And it's going to affect this person, this person, this person, this person. So that's kind of my, how I view life now. That's awesome. I, I, I love that. Play it forward, like I said. Mm. Not pay it forward, but play it forward. I do love paying it forward, too. But, but yeah, I mean, I'll they're equally what, great phrases. I'll tell yeah. you what. One thing that has yeah. always stuck with me um, in the life of Jesus is even to this day, I will. I don't care what it is, man. I will help anybody I can help, like no matter what. And I know that it's just I love people. Like I'll always love people. Um, give your shoes off your feet. Give the shirt off your back. Feed people. I don't care if they look like they're on dope. They're ready to go shoot up. I don't care, dude. Like, I'm, I've am i been there. So I'm going to go help that person. So whether I was in the church or I'm secular, I, I still do that same thing. So I don't even know if that comes from God or if that is just instilled in us in humanity. That's a great question, too. Who knows? Who knows? That's a great question to ponder. So, uh, Will, what was the breaking moment? Of the addiction, what you mentioned being th- uh, three years sober now. Yeah. So man, that again worth repeating. Awesome, great job on Thank that. You. Continue <laughs> to take the steps necessary to, to be that way. Not that I'm the authority to tell you to do that, but I just love hearing guys that are out of recovery that are that are taking those necessary steps yeah. to do the right thing. Because I I don't know maybe I'm the puritan at heart over here on the couch, but. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that you're making those steps, recognizing that, hey, man, this was wrecking my life. This was wrecking my kids. This was wrecking, you know, your fiance and others around you. But, you know, you took those steps to to stay clean. So that's awesome. But what was the moment? What was the the moment that it was like, okay, something needs to change here? Mm -hmm. What was that moment? So here's a funny thing that even today, um, as an agnostic atheist, I think about all the time is a prayer that I prayed two weeks before I got caught. So... I was in the dope game for a year and a half or so, um, you know, doing things, doing whatever I do. There's crime involved when you're on drugs. When you just have nothing, you lose your job, you lose your family, you lose everything. Your car gets stolen. You um, you're living in your car. Then you go to live in the trap house, couches. Then you're living on the streets. Whatever you're doing, right? So you're and that was your life. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. For a year and a half. Let's be clear on that. That was that, your that life. Was absolutely. Okay. And um, so and it was miserable and. It was constant re-up, constant get drugs, constant get drugs, constant get drugs. Because if I had drugs, I wasn't feeling the pain of losing my family. I wasn't the p- feeling the pain of losing God or whatever it was dealing with in my heart. <clears throat> so I lived like that for a while. Committed burglaries, you know. Burglary, pl- or just one. <laughs> yeah. Just one. Anyways. Uh, okay. Yeah, edit that out. No, <laughs> <laughs> committed crimes. Okay. It's inevitable. Right. You don't have any more money. You know what I mean? So you so got to go gonna, find the money. You're going to steal. You're okay. going to go break into places. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. I broke into a house and um, I burglarized the house twice. And I got a lot, a lot of things. I stole this BMW. I loaded it up with all their stuff. 
and very ashamed of what I did, but I did my time, you know what I mean? And I came correct, but was that here in the Valley? Yeah. Do, you probably can't talk about it too much, but no, I get, yeah, I've done my time. Okay. It. I just won't talk about anything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the details of it, the yeah. day, the people, all that. Yeah. We don't no, need to talk about all that, no. but it was honestly the best thing that ever happened to me. So back to that prayer. Yeah. Back prayed. to the prayer two weeks before you get so caught. So I'm leaving this drug house and I've been up for at least a week and I hate my life. I'm just a so week sleep. straight. No sleep. That's nothing. Dude. Okay. Like if you're in the game, bro, like you're just constantly, up. I have no concept of this is why up. I'm asking two weeks. Oh my like gosh. It, and it almost seems like it's un, like you can't really do that. You can you just, it's all chemically. You're chemically. Like I've done lock-ins in the past and I'm yeah. up 24 hours and I'm ready to die. So the idea of being up a week straight, yeah, not a good idea for me. But, but anyway, go chemi- back to it's chemically involved. Okay, though. it's all chemicals. Okay, man, so you're up a week straight. You're praying this prayer. I'm running down the. St- I'm walking down the street and I'm super pissed, man. And I just rip my shirt off and I'm screaming, top of my lungs. I effing hate you, God. F my life. I hate my life. And I'm bawling, dude, because I did. I hated my life. But see that if I didn't have the drugs in my system, I wasn't numbed enough in my brain, and I felt all of what was going on in my life. Which is why you stay high when you're in addiction. Okay. So, and I'm cruising down the street and I remember praying to him, screaming, You need to effing help me. I can't stop doing drugs. I can't stop committing crimes. And then I remember thinking, and I didn't say it out loud, but I said, But please don't let me go to prison. Right. <laughs> okay. And uh, so two weeks later, I burglarized his house and did all that stuff. And then I got in a high speed chase in the stolen car, I got apprehended. And I went to jail and both of my co-defendants ratted me out and told me I was the main one. And um, I kept silent, didn't say nothing, but I knew. So I went to the county and I finally got sleep, right? So I slept for like a week. And when I was kind of getting my mind back a little bit, I was like, oh man, like maybe this is what I needed, even though it was hard. But, and then I went to prison. They sent me to prison. And it was the best thing that ever happened. Prison, by the way, for everybody, it's not what everybody thinks it is. It's not like on TV. It's not like on TV. Now, Oregon, they call it Prisneyland because um, it's not super. What do they call it? Prisneyland. Prisneyland. You got California, uh, harder prisons, <clears throat> Washington, harder prisons, but Oregon. I'm learning some stuff today. Yeah. I'm learning about drugs. I'm learning about yeah. Prisneyland. I'm learning about playing it forward. <laughs> You're teaching me some great stuff here. But Oregon's kind of. Yeah. Prisneyland, they call it. Got but, it, okay. Um, and there's some hard stuff in prison. Sure. But where I was at is a minimum camp. It's a minimum prison where you just go. It's actually a treatment um, a prison where they have um, an AIP program where you're able to do a drug treatment and shave a few months off your sentence. The, the few months is great and everything, but if you really want to change, like it, it's the best opportunity they could have ever gave you. So I did this program, and it's like $70,000 the state dumps into you to make to program so somebody invests seventy thousand dollars into you i.e the state or whatever so you're welcome i invested into you you. no check it out i know (laughs) so check it out i remember sitting i remember sitting in in treatment going i i burglarized i what's the word i'm looking for i um i burglarized my town right i did a crime against my town your people and then my people my town poured money into me being rehabilitated and i took advantage of that I really did. And I listened to their curriculum. I studied it. I was honest. They do, they rip out all that junk inside of you. Like it's a six month intensive program. It's like 14 hour days. Not only the behavior, is that what you're referring to? But the drug addiction as well as ripping that out of you? The reason you wanted to use. Oh, got it. The reason you wanted to use. So I had to deal with my divorce sober. I had it. So I was in, in prison 
a year before I did the treatment. So the treat once you get into the treatment, you're six months from the gate. That's a six month intensive program, and then three months um, when you're out. So I had a whole year to really contemplate and work on myself, and I was doing that. So as soon as I was in the county, about a month in. I was just like, dude, I don't want relationships with girls no more. I don't want to numb this no more. I'm done. Like I, and I remember talking to God or who I thought God was, whatever, and being like, I just want to know what's inside of me now. I'm tired yeah. of this. I'm tired of walking around with all this junk. Yeah. And I began that process. So then here it is a um, year and a half later. I'm in the, um, the treatment program and they, and they helped me. They give me all the tools I need. I got out. I've been out 15 months and I'm still clean. I don't want to use because I know if I play it forward, I know what that life's going to give me again. I'm going to lose everything I have. And now I mentioned earlier how I believe I was married to the wrong person. I'm in a relationship with a person that is completely um, a healthy relationship. And what's her What's her name? Angelica. Angelica. She's okay. written on my neck in case you need it. I, right I did. No, Thank you. Player, you Thank you. No, <laughs> Angelica. I thought you were never supposed to get a girl's name on your body anywhere. That's what they okay, say, all right, but you're gonna prove that wrong because yeah. you're gonna make it work. Yeah. That's awesome. I just did it because congratulations if on if that. If I'm ever signing anything, I gotta make sure I spell it right. Gotcha. But, it's a tough name. Yeah, Angelica. <laughs> it's a tough name. <laughs> so, so now I know in my recovery. Right. Now I know what it's like to have a healthy relationship, not a toxic relationship. Um, now I've got my boys back in my life. Now one of them's a teenager, and that's a whole nother story. Yeah, I have a 12 year old. I can relate. Yeah. He don't want to obey the rules here. So he runs back to his mom. So I got to go to court and figure that out. It's a whole thing. But I have my kids back in my life. Um, I've dealt with the guilt, the shame. I've made my amends to those people, even to my ex-wife, how I abandoned my family, all that. I did that work when I was in treatment, like in, and it works, bro. Like it gets that shit out of you, dude. And so now I don't have a reason to use anymore. So that's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when was the first time you used? What, what, what was the circumstances and, and why why methamphetamine? I mean, because you've heard the slogans, especially in this area. Yeah. Don't use meth, not even once, that's right? So, that's so lame. Yeah. <laughs> it is lame, but <laughs> but that's what I was drawn from. And by the way, you're just down the street from the news yeah. organization that did yeah. it. Just, just for the, you know, I remember clarity's they, sake. I remember when they did that, they ran that TV ad where the couple that got lost in the woods or whatever, like yeah. super sad. Like that can happen. Yeah. So and you do go into a psychosis. Yep. You're up that long. You're yeah. up that many days. Yeah. You don't the, know the Bear what... Camp Road folks, is that what you're referring to? No, it was some kind of no, it wasn't Bear Camp Road. That okay. was the, the people that do the Asian. Died. The yeah, Asian no, that couple. Was totally yeah. Okay. That, that wasn't on the meth thing, but there was like a, a high school couple. Oh you remember okay. that? I think I do, yeah. And they were on meth and they, she tried to call um for help and they oh yeah, they, yeah 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 couldn't, couldn't figure, figure out where, out where she was were. and she died on the 911 right, call yeah i do right. remember that one super sad like uh, they use that in their advertising i do remember that now man that was a sad commercial now that you're making me think of that thanks for that yeah <laughs> jerk just kidding <laughs> so back my first time using meth was ninth grade um i've always been um lean towards alcohol okay and it's my gateway so, so there is a gateway drug. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I've heard people tell me there isn't. So yeah, I don't. Yeah. And in a plug for anybody in recovery, some people will say, Oh, I've been clean for five years off meth and off heroin, but I can still drink me. I can't. And I don't know how they're still in recovery because to me, that's a gateway. As soon as okay. I start getting numbed up a little bit, I want to sober up and I want to go hit licks. I want to go 
you know, I want to go steal cars. I want to, this is the process. That's gotcha. playing, playing it forward, knowing that I can't even do, we were at Mexican food last night and I looked over at this dude drinking a beer and I was like, look at my girl. I was like, damn, I miss drinking a beer. And then I was like, but I can't do it and I won't do it because then I lose you. Then I lose myself again. And that's what, that's, that's, that's incredible. Hell. When you lose yourself, bro, like that's hell. You know what I mean? But first was ninth grade. And then I got clean for like 15 years. Kate, you know, when I'd have a bad fight with my ex-wife, I, I would run out and I'd grab a 40 ounce or something and I'd start drinking it. And then I had the conviction of the Holy Spirit or whatever it was. I'd throw it away because I didn't want that. Right. And then towards the end of my marriage, um, we both started drinking because we were on the rocks. The whole thing was going down and we knew it. So we started drinking, started drinking, started drinking. And then she at the time could handle that. I couldn't. And then as soon as I that meth pipe was in front of me. I seen it because I was out partying. I was like, oh, snap. Like that, it never goes away for me. It's like, oh, I want to do that. And I did. And it was It was, it was the downhill from there. It was gone. Then you're paying it, playing it forward as far as like the di- addiction and all of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, thanks for sharing that. Sure. that. That was tough. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Going back to the church people and, mm-hmm. and the church itself, do you feel like that, that the church failed you or the people failed you? Hmm. That's a loaded question because I almost feel I have, it's going to sound like I'm conspiracist theorist, but I almost feel like Christianity in general is, is made up to just control people. Um, it's one of my beliefs now. So I think the, I don't know. It's a, I don't even know how to, how to answer that. Um, I think that, like I said before, the church people, I, I was let down because I had an expectation of what love is. I know that I've, poured love into people with no expectation. So I guess I had an expectation on them that they would do the same and they didn't. <clears throat> so I was really let down. But um, I think the church mostly because even with, with my ex-wife, you know, like I felt like you can be a Christian and not change and just be a hypocrite this whole the whole time and, and then and never change and just sit under the grace of God. I think that's BS, bro. When I was trying to change, you know what I mean? Uh, genuinely. But so, yeah, I think it, I was let down by the church people, but I think they're misinformed too. I think uh, most of the, um, most of the people that sit in the pews and listen, they're literally just being indoctrinated, bro. Like, so I don't blame them when I see, I have a lot of Christian friends still on Facebook and honestly, I wish I could delete most of them because I'm tired of seeing all oh, prayer and this and that and that but but I respect where they're at but I just I can't I know that they're just um they're re-saying what they've been taught so I can't blame them for being Christians and I don't hate Christianity I don't hate Christians but I do hate the indoctrination of hell if I if anything like I can do away with most of all the doctrine that I was taught but many atheists will tell you after they came out of Christianity, the biggest problem they have is shaking this um, thought of hell because it's ingrained. And um, I wish I was never told that. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever think that you're a hypocrite in any respects because of your old music? That's why I don't. Um, yes and no. That's why I don't. I'm proud of where I'm at, by the way. No, and, and, and I think you are. And I think yeah. that's coming across, by the I'm way. I'm absolutely proud. And I'm not ashamed to say I don't believe in the God of Christianity. Right. I'm not ashamed. Like, I'm happy. Right. Finally happy, bro. And but I, but I this is but that as far as being a hypocrite, that's why I don't point people to my old music. Okay. 
because I don't believe in a lot of the stuff I was saying. Like even in some of the rap, like I was saying hell. I was saying what I was taught, bro. Like in, and I don't, I won't indoctrinate people with that. I wish I could. And you mentioned the music video, like yeah. <laughs> Should we should we tag that in the show no, notes so hey, people no. can go look at that? No, 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 no. I might do that just to be. No, I'm just kidding. If you don't want us to, we won't. But, but it's just. But it's know, funny. It was relevant for the time. Yes. it's what I believed. Right. And if I know anything about the brain, I think that we act on what we know. Like whatever we're going through, we think is truth. We can we as our brains as humans, dude. We can convince ourselves of anything. Like that's scary, bro. Yeah. Even with atheism, like I can convince myself that there's no God and there could still be a God. That's why I'm agnostic atheist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So speaking of music, um, going back to this, uh, we, we kind of talked about your music and then, uh, you know, my, my musical rap influences. But uh, what do you think of Christian music in general? Maybe maybe hit Christian hip hop or Christian music in general. How, how do you feel about it? I don't like it anymore, man. I respect the people that do it because, like I said, in a lot of because you know the craft and absolutely. you know what what time it takes to to put out an album and all that. And I, yeah, oh, absolutely. As an artist, as artists that they are, like I respect them. Um, and there's very few that I listen to. I don't really listen to Christian hip hop anymore, but I have friends that I used to network with that are friends on Facebook and whatever on social media and I'll click on their stuff because I'm proud that they're doing something. Right. I'm like, wow, man, he made a great video. And I'll right. be like, dude, congratulations. You're the, you're awesome, bro, but whatever. And, um, but I, but I don't listen to Christian hip hop. I listen to NF. I love NF and I wouldn't say he's a Christian rapper. Like I, I well, he's come out and said that he's not right. He's a Christian. And the same, like with, you've said, same with that's Lecrae. a rapper. Yeah. Right. Lecrae got a whole thing from the church because yeah. of that, you know, and church, got to meet Lecrae, by the way. Awesome. Dude. Little shout out to Lecrae. Yeah. Shot he was at a, he was uh he was in Medford yeah. and uh, he was actually doing a concert with Switchfoot yeah and I was running security and he oh, just nice. happened to walk by and I was like oh you're like Ray right yeah and he's like yeah what's up bro I'm like can we get a selfie he's like sure <laughs> so that's kind of cool he's like no I've never done this before yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> tall is he tall he yeah. is he's got to be I'm gonna say he's got to be six five wow he could that ball he could ball no kidding and I think he does ball I mean yeah. he, he's in incredible shape too by the way anyway. Wow. But uh, but yeah, I got so to meet Craig. But he has good stuff too. I think he's got great stuff. Church Close Two was my favorite album from him. Like that mixtape, and I bumped it all the time, man. Even as a secular person, like I'll listen to that because it's good. But I but I respect that they're not trying to be categorized as Christian rappers, you know. Right. And I think the the biggest part when I was trying to make it bigger in my music, when we were trying to get the name out, I hated people putting me in that category, Christian rapper. I think it turned everybody off. Like as a secular person, like I'm completely turned off by somebody saying, oh yeah, man, or, or check out this Christian rapper. Like I, I won't even listen to it because I don't want that in my life. But if they're like, oh dude, this dude's the shit, bro. Like he's honest and this is, he happens to be a Christian. I'm going to click on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Check out Hobson, man. Have you checked out? I, I have not. Dude, no. Hobson made, and, and one of my songs called Questions is Questions. I recognize the God. name just from some of your stuff, but yeah. But Hobson inspired me because he's super, like he was a Christian at one point, just like me. And he got real with God. He asked all the questions that nobody, everybody was afraid to ask on, on video um, in a rap song and talked about, and I did the same thing, like talked about, well, now that I'm doubting, is this apostasy? Like he was just straight up with God. And I did the same thing on questions. And I really encourage people. It's very graphic, the song, very graphic, a lot of F words. And it's just who I am now. But like, it's so pure, like it's real. 
And so I hated being labeled as a Christian rapper, but no, I don't, I won't listen to Christian hip hop anymore. Okay. Um, how does your family handle, how will you, you, you mentioned your boys a couple of times. Yeah. How will you handle church with your boys? As they grew up, because they're kind of hitting that age, right? We're kind of where you were when yeah. you got introduced to church. So so well, how will you handle that with your family? If I could take back every single thing that I ingrained in my kids, I swear to God I would. Every single thing. Every little fear. Like my son will come over. So like I said, my ex-wife and I split a long time ago. So we have different parenting times. So my, my, four, my 14-year-old and my 10-year-old will come over. And I've had conversations with my, my eldest where he's saying the same stuff that I've that I'm saying like the, about you know not knowing about God and da, 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 da. but yet in the same breath he's like oh dad I'm so scared about this thing called the rapture I'm so scared about well what if Jesus comes back or what if this what if that I said bro you you're been you've been indoctrinated if God is who we think he is then sit back homie he loves you he's got you he's got you yeah but it's sickening to me that even I raised my kid to believe in this this doctrine that's been around for maybe 200 years. That get that if, if you're a Christian, that the, the world's going to end and there's going to be a mark of the beast. And then all of a sudden you're going to be raptured out and you're going to go live in paradise and, and whatever. Like, it's just sad that we indoctrinated our kids. I wish that I never did that. I wish I give them. I think it's. In, in a lot of ways, I think especially hell and all that stuff can be very sp like spiritual abuse to a child. Um, I think give them the opportunity for their brain. Don't preach to them. Raise them with morals. Raise them that there could be a God um, or whatever. That whatever like, But don't tell them that this is what they should believe. Because you're shaping their whole life and you didn't give them an opportunity to figure it out for themselves. So how's it even going to be real for them later? Yeah, it's a good question. When they start to question that. You know yeah, I mean? that's that's a great question to ask for sure. Um, this is this is just one I, I wrote towards the end of, um, of my brainstorming session with mm -hmm. myself. And that was this is, what would it take for you to come back? Hmm. <sighs> Evidence, man. Okay. It would take absolute evidence. Like I said, I think that God is the ultimate. Um, there's not enough proof. Like I can't, it's, um, there's no proof in it. So I listen to a lot of atheist Christian debates and I respect both sides. I always will. But the atheists get them every time. And they'd be respectful. Like they're not like out to get Christians. You know, they just want to have a dialogue and be right. like, okay, when we get to this, where's the proof? Oh, it's always by faith. Oh, it's only by faith. It's only by faith. It's only by faith. I don't live any other part of my life by that, by just faith. It, you know, except I can play forward. I can know that there's proof that if I go back to dope, I'm going to lose everything. You have faith in that, though, yeah? I, I guess that's kind of a, a way of saying I have faith in it, but it's experience, though. Like, I know what the outcome's going to be. Right. Eventually, it's going to be that I lose everything and end up back in prison, and I don't want that. So, like, um, I think that, and then number two would be, how come God hasn't answered any of my questions that I've asked with gen with a genuine heart? How come He is so unapproachable? He's supposed to be tangible. He's supposed to be our personal relationship with our Savior, personal, and I don't think that He is. 
you know, I just don't think that he is. So I don't think I don't think I would come back. And and then a third point would be, I don't know how many other religions there are, but there's hundreds of other religions that are all trying to get to the same thing. Why would I think Christianity is the one just because I was raised in it? Why am I not afraid of um, the Muslim hell that's in the Quran, but I'm only afraid of the Christian one because I was raised in that doctrine, in being indoctrinated by that. So, were you afraid of the Christian hell? I was. Okay. I, no, I'm saying it. That's ingrained. Okay. I don't right, believe right, right. that that's true. And if it is, like I said, God's a freaking dick, dude. <laughs> right. Because I was real. Yeah. Bro. I was real. And yeah. there's countless atheists that are complete atheists now. Don't even believe in God, but they were studying to be pastors, or they were pastors for 25 years. Matt Dillahunty is one of my favorites, and the dude's amazing. And he he loved God with all of his heart, just like I did. But then he found it to not be true. Right. At least, not that God's not real. Right. But at least. The, the indoctrination that he was, you know, and then, and he says it so many times, he's like, is, is God just like an immoral thug? Like, why would he create somebody, give them a brain, um, give them a, a, a rational brain. And we use our ration, our rational brain in every other aspect of our life, except for faith and then make it so hard to understand. Why would he do that to us? So I don't, you know, it take, a, it would take a lot of evidence for me to come back and okay. I don't want to come back, bro. I, I, I I just don't have any desire. Okay. And 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 that's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. It right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I, I don't know. I mean, according to to my to my life and my my standards, yeah, I think it's good. According to the church, I would be considered um a backslidden Christian or yeah, I said it in that song questions that um apostasy or whatever it's called. Yeah. Right. It's like I but I think it's all fair. I don't know if heretic is the right word. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but yeah. So I want to, I want to uh, close with this question Then we're going to play a game. That's why I handed you the, the All cup right. of awesome. That's what I call that. Uh, Cause it has, you know, North Carolina on it. So, um, well, I want to end with two questions. So the first question is uh, the Christian Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. I know you know this verse, sure. maybe Uh Nobody can come to the Father except through Him. That sounds very exclusive in nature. What do you make of that statement that Jesus makes? I think that um, it goes back to me thinking God would be unjust. Um, there's so many other people that don't believe that. There's so many people that aren't raised with that person, Jesus, being the Savior. There's so many other religions that are trying to get to God, trying to be the best people they can, but yet according to the Christian Bible that you're talking about, he sends every one of those people to hell because they didn't get it right. I think he'd be a cosmic asshole. Mm. Wow. So last question. Um, why do you agree to do this? We don't know each other. Yeah, We've no. never met. We met through Ben. And right. by the way, I've never met Ben. Yeah. I've I mean, talked to him on that, the yeah. phone, but I've never met him face to face. So if you do, he's, he's gentle. I've seen him on Facebook. He's We're friends a, now on Facebook, but, cool uh, dude, man. but yeah. And he's actually friends with somebody else that I go to church with. And so, uh, it's just funny how the Valley just, everyone connects together. So, but, but why did you agree to do this? Just, I don't know, man. I just, because I'm, um, I'm okay with where I'm at. And like you said, this is the first time to put it on any kind of platform. And, um, so maybe clear up to some, to some people why I'm where I'm at so I, I just thought it was an opportunity Ben was like and, and plus like I said I listened to some of this this series in other people's shoes 
And um, thank you for that, I by respect, the way. I, I like really I, respect the fact that you listened. That I means su- a lot to me. I super respect that you would do that. Like not many people really want to go see why. Like when we talked on the phone, you were like, I really want to know your truth. Yeah. Like I cut you off even because you started <laughs> to tell to me, I'm like, whoa, 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 yeah, yeah. let's wait, let's wait. Let's not ruin anything. You're like, I would like to know how you got to the place you're well, in. I do. And, and that's cool. Yeah. Like, so that's why I agreed to. And I, I knew right away if Ben would, you know, recommend it. I was like, yeah. Cause like I said, Ben and I, we always go dialogue back and forth and he knows where I'm at. Right. And I think he thought that it would be a really good opportunity to explain myself and to hear. Well, and, and Ben did, uh, Ben, uh, if you haven't listened to it, Ben did a bonus episode much like this one. And, uh, I do invite you to listen to that because I think we really are getting the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. We had Ben's side of the coin who's saying, looks, listen, kids aren't leaving my church. Here's right. why. And now we got your side who, you know, was in not only the Christian, we'll call it, I don't want to call it game. Cause that almost implies like yeah. you're, you're playing games, but, but you were in the Christian scene. Not only were you in the Christian scene, you were ministering. I mean, you probably have no idea how many people came to Christ because yeah. of your, you know, influence as a rapper and an artist. You have no idea. No, nobody knows that. We, I've heard I, there's one that messes me up to this day, and I might even choke me up. There's this lady that was in a car, in the car. Um, she was doing some kind of off roading in a Bronco or something, and somebody told me this, and she was listening to my album, like it was literally playing when the car crashed. She was going down this hill and she lost control and she died. And she was listening to my album. And then I've had countless people throughout the years. Call wait, me. wait, go back to that. She yeah. died? Yeah, she passed away. While she, listening to your album? While listening to the album, whatever she was listening to. Like, she was a fan and she had it in the tape, in the CD player. Tape deck, dang. Probably. <laughs> Could have been. Who knows? In the CD player. In the CD player, and okay. she goes off the hill way too fast or whatever and goes down this big, you know, engorgement or whatever they call it. This big hill, bam, and then and then dies. And then the CD that was playing was my CD. Like, that rips me up. Like, I appreciate that. Like, I'm glad that I gave her comfort. Because when you do listen to the music, there's a lot of beautiful um songs that give you hope they just or whatever you're relatable you're like i'm going through a struggle this gave me comfort like i get that like so that's cool um but yeah <laughs> but that does nothing for you no it does it does but i don't oh and then i've had other uh people throughout the years especially when i was a christian they hit me up on facebook or whatever and, and back in myspace days and be like i was gonna commit suicide but i didn't because i listened to this song i'm that blesses me still to this day. I don't care if I believe in that stuff I was preaching or not. Like if, if anything helps you, that's good. The only part for me is just the indoctrination. I was basically putting onto a CD what I've been fed. And that part I don't like. The music was beautiful. The, the, the heart behind it was great. But I don't believe the, the stuff I was saying as much anymore. So first album came out when? First Christian album. Do you remember how old you were when it first came out? Your first Christian album? Roughly? I want to say early twenties, um, but I had written a bunch of stuff before and recorded right, right, other right. stuff. Right, but 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 really first, like real, like this is the first. This is one, I'm proud of it. This yeah, is my album. I printed it up. It was called While I'm Burning, and uh, I was just listening to that a couple weeks ago, and it's good too. Um, so how old were you again? Two thousand four. See, my son was born in '05. That was like 16 or 17 years ago, something like that. Okay. Whatever, 1404 so, would... Was it 04? Might have been before that, man. Okay. I don't know. That's okay. So what I'm wondering, though, is is you're 30 what now? 36. 36 now. What would you go back and tell that 20-something-year-old Will? Mm. I. <laughs> this is going to sound rude, but I would tell him not to marry the woman he was dating for three months. Okay. 
and, and, and he didn't have sex with her because the church said don't have sex with her. And then he married the wrong woman. Because okay. they were doing the godly thing. And right. They didn't get to know each other. They didn't have their first argument. They didn't know how to communicate. They just saw that Jesus, Jesus together. She loves God. You love God. Oh, we're looking for companionship. Boom. There we go. And we have kids. And now I'm paying $700 in child support. It's just, <laughs> I would go back. So, so go back and tell you not to marry, not right. to marry the girl. Okay. Stop. So, so no, what no. about your music? What would you tell yourself about your music? If I knew now right. the questions I yes, have about exactly. God. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, I would stop doing music and I would do my research. Okay. I would. I mean, I wouldn't stop because I'm constantly writing. Um, but like, I would. I would stop and say, be more like NF. Be be more neutral. Um, don't be afraid because at that point I was thinking that I needed to do the music for the church. Like my my uh, my goal was to go in youth groups and entertain them so they didn't have to listen to all the bad stuff. Entertain them, disciple them, whatever. But the church didn't want us to come in. We'd have to go to the back door so many times to do like, you know, whatever. So I would say, don't go target the church because they're not going to want you. Target the hurting people, the misfits, the outcasts, all those people. And I still do that. And I think that's why NF is so successful is because he is hitting that target audience, right? Uh, He has a line, you know, uh, wearing our hoodies, you know. You know, and and wearing our black clothes and our hoodies or yeah. something something to that. He was sure. saying something about misfits and being an outcast. Yeah, and we got our hoodies like we're about to do something. I forget what. It yeah, is. but you song. you did it better than I did I know what for song sure. You're talking about. Yeah. Still white guy over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but man, Will, this has been fun. Yeah, this has been real fun. I, I hopefully um, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully we didn't uh, it strike a nerve too much no, with you. Um, man, I'm I'm always grateful that somebody uh, is willing to sit with me and kind of break down you know, who they are in their life. And, um, it's just so cool for me. And, and I'm a firm believer that, that God is real. Sure. Absolutely. Obviously. And I'm a firm believer that God is using this platform to reach people, mm-hmm. whether good or bad for the church or not for the church. Cause not every episode we do involves this idea on why people leave church or why people leave faith. But, but the idea is that we're in your shoes. We're walking in your shoes. We're getting your perspective. And, and that's really what it's all about. So in your cup, mm-hmm. go back to this, our game that we like to end with. So this is a game we like to call senseless. So you get to roll that die in there. And then based on what you roll will be our final question. So go ahead and roll it around. There you go. Number four. Everybody gets four and I love it. <laughs> that's my favorite number. So <clears throat> game we like to call senseless. So here's number four. Uh, one thing you love to hear. One thing I'm love to hear. One thing you love to hear. I love to hear music. That's my favorite thing. I love music. I, I listen to music all the time. I listen to beats all the time. I get lost in music. Yeah. Yeah. Is music your escape in a lot of respects? Absolutely. My escape, my therapy. Um, your therapy session to, to yeah. go NF again. Yeah. Because <laughs> he has a whole oh, album called Therapy yeah. Session. So. I love to I love to listen to music. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm a big music fan too. I can't sing to save my life. Mm-hmm. And I like to think I'm a rapper, nice. but I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> I'm really not. I dreamed of being Toby Mac when I was younger. Yeah. You know, I thought that would be really cool. And I met him. I got to yeah. meet him too. Did, were you here when he did that? Yep. My I son did. was a huge fan. So yeah, he met him too. Yeah. So I, cool. I got to meet Toby Mac and actually, um, I was doing security for him as well. And crazy Toby Mac story is this. Um, I met him and I didn't know what to say. Like, mm-hmm. it was the first time I was really 
quote unquote starstruck, like seeing Lecrae, I was like, oh, hey, you're Lecrae. And, you know, I've met Switchfoot. Oh, hey, you're Switchfoot. Um, Michael Tate, I've met him too. Oh, hey, you're Michael Tate. But Toby, I was like, Mr. Toby, Mr. Mr. McKeon, you know, I didn't know what to say, but I literally said to him, I said, listen, I, I got free at last, like I referred to in earlier. And I said, I got free at last and it changed my life. I said, your music hit me at a time where I was down. I was depressed. I was, you know, maybe on the verge of ending things. Sure. But free at last came out and I was like, there is hope. Mm-hmm. You know, the hard times, you know, the, the hard way is on that album that song and I don't know if they borrowed it from somebody. I don't know if that's an original. I really don't know, but that song so many times playing in my cassette player sure. was so powerful. And then of course Jesus Freak comes out after that and just really rocks my world in an amazing way. But but DC Talk for me was was where it was at. Yeah. So And see and that's the cool thing because if the church you know, speaking as an ex Christian hip hop artist, but my struggle was always the church accepting hip-hop yeah and if i can encourage them on one thing it does help people it did like help me so <laughs> many there's so many people that want to hear that right you know what i'm saying and it's like but they're not pushing that well and even much. even kj like kj kj52 came along yeah. and you know he's this christian white rapper yeah or you know christian rapper that's white and i'm like Wait, you got NF or not? NF isn't even on the scene yet, but you got Eminem, yeah. and I always feel guilty listening to Eminem. And then you know KJ comes along. I'm like, well, now I don't feel so guilty because, you know, he's spitting rhymes about Jesus. And yeah. so anyway, cool stuff. So uh, again, thank you, man. Yeah. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you're you. you're a really cool guy, and I I wish you all the you know all the blessings if yeah. I can say that, sure. uh, blessings with your sobriety and your you know your engagement. Man, I'm just I'm pumped that that you know, you're taking some steps to really turn your life around because you've seen the darkness and you walked in the darkness, but you chose to walk out of that. And that's awesome. So, so we'll, uh, we'll see if this works. There it is. Little sound effect as we kind of get out of here. I want to thank my guest, Will Harmony, I see, uh, or just harmony nowadays. Yeah. And so, uh, I want to thank him so much for doing this. This is other people's shoes, of course. And I just want to remind you when you walk in other people's shoes, you really do get a different perspective on life. I, of course, am your host, Neo Matthews. This is a bonus episode. So if you like this episode, uh, obviously, we, we encourage you to share it. Share it with your friends. If it's been encouraging in any way to a friend or a coworker, please do share it. And, of course, we'll be back next week uh, as we continue our series in uh, You Lost Me. And uh, we'll, we'll look forward to that. So stay tuned for that. And, again, I just want to remind you, please, when you walk in other people's shoes, just remember... You really do get a different perspective on life. Thank you so much. Text message, no voicemail, and no answering to my calls. How the hell you expecting me to believe in something that's not tangible? Because I can't touch you when I can't find you. But guaranteed that if I said I love you, I would never hide from you. Because I can't change the way I think. And I can't change the way my thoughts picture you like you pissed off. If you're pissed off, then just piss off. See, I'm somewhere in the middle of needing you, believing you, believing you. At the bottom of the ocean like a sank boat. It's like a faint hope. It ain't no jokes. I need me a power greater than me. If that ain't you, then I'm going to keep on searching. I'm going to keep on looking for another purpose, another person. Because I know I'm worth it. I'm somewhere in the middle of needing you, believing you, believing you. At the bottom of the ocean like a sank boat. Like a faint hope, it ain't no joke, no, no.
Thank you so much for listening to Other People's Shoes. I, of course, am your host, Neil Matthews. Thank you so much for joining us this uh, this day for this bonus episode. I'm going to tell you, was that not hard to hear in some spots? What was your takeaway today? My greatest takeaway was probably the story that he retells about kind of that night when he just looks up into the sky and he's like cussing at God and he's just beside himself. That to me was probably the greatest takeaway of this episode. What was yours? What are you going to tell your friends, your family members, your coworkers about this episode? Hopefully you have an opportunity to do that. I want to invite you back, of course, next week as we close out this series. It is, of course, You Lost Me. That'll take place on Wednesday. So please come be a part of that. It is the hardest episode I have taped since I started this podcast. And I want to invite you back for that next Wednesday. That'll take place. If you'd like to, of course, like us on Facebook, that can be done at uh, facebook.com. We are under Other People's Shoes. If you'd like to follow our comings and goings on Instagram, that can be done at OPS Podcast Show. You can do that there. Of course, if you'd like to tweet us, we, that can be done at People's Shoes. We're on Twitter as well. And I just, again, want to remind you, as I do so often, remember, when you walk in other people's shoes, you really do get a different perspective on life. I, of course, am your host, Neil Matthews. I look forward so much till next Wednesday when we get to sit and try on somebody else's shoes next week. Stay tuned for that. It is our season finale of season two. And, of course, stay tuned in the fall, September, as we kick off season three. And I have so much in store for you. I hope you come and get to be a part of that. Again, this is Other People's Shoes. Thank you so much for listening.